0: And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right
1: now, let's start with Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Hello, it's the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, and I'm going to be out of the recording studio for a little while to conduct some wild experiments in the field, but I will be back soon with fresh, mind-blowing content and breaking news you will love, so for right now, please enjoy this Best Of episode, and I'll be back with new goodies for you soon, I promise.
2: With,
1: with Joshua B Warren I am Joshua B Warren and each week on this show I'll be bringing you brand new mind-blowing content news exercises and weird experiments you can do at home and a lot more on this edition of the show Breaking news there is new UFO footage. That has been captured near the United States space force base in Colorado. And before I continue, I want to make something crystal clear right up front here. I am not in the whistleblower business. I am a proud American and I would never reveal any secrets that I thought might jeopardize the security of the United States of America. So Because something was captured near the Space Force, and I'm talking about it, doesn't mean that I am trying to reveal something that might be a secret technology. And I have to make that clear because the guy who captured this has since been visited by people uh, who appear to be associated with the military. I don't know if they are or not. It could be people posing that way, but they're wearing uniforms and they are bullying him and trying to intimidate him. And so I feel like that, look, the head of the United States Space Force, there, are the, the command, It's it's not too far from Denver, Colorado, one of the busiest airports in the entire country. And I don't think that the government would be testing some kind of secret technology over residential areas in this, you know, highly trafficked region. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, I live here in Nevada and the government owns more of this state than any other state. At least 85, 86 percent of this state is owned by the government. There is land and land and more land as far as the eye can see. And this is why we have Area 51 here. This is why things are tested out here. So I don't believe that some kind of secret technology is being tested over or very near the, the Space Force Command Center. Uh, therefore, if we're seeing UFOs around there, I believe it's much more likely that the pilots of these ufos if you will are taking an interest in what the space force is doing in other words let me put this simply the aliens are interested in what they're up to at the space force and so the aliens are coming and checking it out all right i think that's a more likely possibility than to think the government's sending up some secret thing but this footage was captured by not only a big fan and long-time listener of my shows, not just this one, but other shows that I've done. Uh, he is also a friend, and he is a student. He graduated from my online paranormal investigation course, which covers ghosts, UFOs, cryptid, psychic phenomena, all that stuff. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll see a link to that, that course in the uh, Curiosity Shop. So he is an official investigator and uh also Mobius has put enormous time into training this gentleman to make sure that he has a discerning eye. You see, I don't even try personally to analyze UFO footage anymore. There's just too much stuff floating around up there now and flying around. I mean, when you can send captain Kirk into space for real, uh, and that's just like a, a a walk in the park. Then. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm referring to the fact that William Shatner went to space and came back the other day. Now, that was a cool, cool thing to watch. Maybe I'll talk more about that later. But anyway, when you can do that for tourism, I can't even imagine what sophisticated things may be up there that are produced by these military and space agencies that have gargantuan budgets and uh, all of this ability to keep things confidential. I don't even try, but Mobius, he does. He keeps up with this stuff. And the footage I'm about to tell you about, um, it blew his mind. He doesn't know what to make of it. Before I get into the footage, let me just tell you a little bit more about the Space Force. Because, you know, this is one of the, the newer things in our government. So if you just go to like, the Wikipedia page, United States Space Force. Says it is the Space Service branch of the U.S. Armed Forces, one of the eight U.S. uniformed services and the world's first and currently only independent space force. Goes on to say, along with its sister branch, the U.S. Air Force. The Space Force is part of the Department of the Air Force one of three civilian-led military departments within the Department of Defense, okay? And then it actually goes on to say that the Space Force traces its roots to the beginning of the Cold War with the first Army Air Force's space programs starting in 1945. And that just continued to develop over the years. You might recall, if you're old enough, uh, Ronald Reagan, he talked a lot about developing what would eventually become the Space Force and then um, in uh, let's see, in 2019, the United States Space Force Act developed by Democratic Representative Jim Cooper and Republican Representative Mike Rogers was signed as part of the National Defense Authorization Act by President Donald Trump, reorganizing Air Force Space Command into the United States Space Force and creating the first new independent military service since the Army Air Forces were reorganized as the U.S. Air Force in 1947. Okay, so that shows you how significant this is. The first organization of its kind created since 1947. And, I, you know, it's, it's pretty wild to think that, you know, we have a, a force now that is, is actually starting to look like Star Trek, you know I mean? This is, this is kind of like life imitating art in so many ways. So yeah, they have all these different, Oh oh, yeah. Listen to this. Okay. As I was researching space force, uh, you know, they have all these different organizations, of course, within space force. And I came across space Delta four. If you're in front of a computer right now, you might find this interesting, uh, Go, just type in space delta four, just the number four. You don't write it F O U R, just put the space delta four and go to the Wikipedia page. Because when I saw this, the logo popped up and boom, I was like, whoa, do you remember me telling you that about 10 years ago, I saw this gigantic triangular craft flying across the night sky in Laughlin, Nevada. And I was with Dean Worsing and a couple other guys. And we had third generation night vision goggles and the craft was invisible to the naked eye. But through the third generation night vision goggles, it looked like a giant V shape that was traveling across the sky. And when I looked up space Delta four, their emblem it it just kind of gave me a chill. It looks so much. It reminds me so much of that giant V-shaped craft that I saw floating across the sky. I wonder if it could be connected. And and it says here Space Delta 4 is a United States Space Force unit responsible for providing strategic and theater missile warning to the United States and its international partners. Okay, so it's like a missile warning Thing that they float around up there, I'd like to have a patch or a pin of that thing. I don't know where to get one though. If you know where to get one, let me know, or maybe you can just send me send me one as a gift. Uh, but anyway, look, let's get back to the point, shall we? So now you know, I've, I've sort of refreshed or at least clarified what what the space force is. I told you that it has all these operations in, in Colorado. That's where the Space Operations Command is. So. The gentleman I've been referring to is named Jason Sirachi, and Jason has basically devoted his life to getting out pretty much every every night and almost every day and every night and just videotaping the sky. He goes out at night with the night vision goggles. He uses, of course, paratemporal night vision goggles. That's the that if you're into the. If you really want to go out and investigate the paranormal and you you're looking for night vision, you got to use paratemporal night vision goggles. Those are those are the, those are the best, okay? Uh, and and so paratemporal.com, paratemporal.com. So the thing is, he goes out at night with the paratemporal night vision and then during the day he will start recording with regular cameras and he's getting some phenomenal stuff. And and this is a daytime piece of footage he got and when we come back from this break I'm going to tell you what he has been capturing Uh, not just once not twice three three days in a row he got this thing I'm about to tell you about and then that's when the men in black characters started showing up and you know we need to shine some light on that who are these people well listen You know, there is so much to talk about, and I really have so little time on this podcast, so if you want to hear more, if you want to know more about what I'm up to, go to JoshuaPWarren.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter. It takes you two seconds, put your email address in, hit the submit button, that's it. You'll instantly get an email from me with some free, cool gifts to start your life down a magical path. And recently, I announced something really cool, only available to people who signed up for my free e-newsletter. I had a hundred of a kit. You know, I had a kit and I made a hundred kits. Boom. They were gone within a day. JoshuaPWarren.com. That's how you get the inside scoop. I am Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments.
1: Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming in to your wormhole brain. From my studio here in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. It's one thing when you get some UFO footage at night. And you just see lights and you can't see what's connecting all those lights. But when you get something in, in broad daylight where you can see everything, well, that changes stuff. And, uh, you know, but the thing is some of these things are only viewable at night when you are actually using some kind of night vision technology. And in fact, Mobius operates the paratemporal night vision company and mobius is so particular about every single pair of night vision that goes out with the paratemporal name on it that people email me all the time and they say hey i've decided i want to get a pair of these paratemporal goggles but uh i go to the website and there's no price listed it says you have to email mobius and here's here's why The some of these are so particularly tuned and they're so sensitive that if you live in a neighborhood that has too much lighting, you're going to burn them out. So he wants to talk to every single individual person and say, what are you using these for? Because if you're a Bigfoot guy, well, then and and you're going to be using them in the wilderness. That's very different than if you live near you know the Denver airport and you're going to be using them. Or if you're going to be using them in a basement to look for ghosts, because third gen night vision, it allows you to see things that are otherwise invisible to the naked eye. And it used to be unattainable. It caught thousands of dollars, you know, for many, many people. Mobius, he has goggles that you can get for, I mean, the, the best values around $595, I think, is where where he starts at. But he wants to talk to you and ask you what you're using them for. So if you're the type of person who wants to go out and you want to see this guy, because I would have never seen this giant V-shaped craft that I saw without those goggles. And, and of course we all saw it, all of us with goggles saw it, but it was invisible to the naked eye. So just go watch some of the videos there at paratemporal.com. So Jason Sorachi, he goes out there at night But during the daytime, he captures some of the most bizarre stuff and he sends everything to Mobius and Mobius goes over and analyzes it. And 90% of the time, Mobius says, "Eh, I have an explanation or this does not uh, reach the bar that, that we have set here. But when Mobius sees something that he can't explain and he knows Jason and I met Jason in person earlier this uh, year, he came to an event that I did here in Las Vegas. Um, When when Jason Sirachi captures something and sends it to Mobius, Jason also has all the information. Here's where I was exactly. Here was the time of day. Here were the weather conditions and. So Mobius can take all that data and say, like, yeah, this doesn't make sense what it is. And then Mobius will turn around and he will send that to an editor in Canada named John Carter. Now, you you might know who John Carter is. He has the very popular website UFOsWorldwide.com. And if you, if you're not a subscriber to his YouTube channel, you certainly should be, uh, UFOs worldwide. And, uh, but yeah, if you just go to UFOsworldwide.com, you'll see all of his videos. It's all free. This is all free stuff. And Jason has a YouTube channel. If you just type in his name, Jason Surachi, last name spelled S U R A C I, S U R A C I. So Jason shoots footage. He sends it to Mobius. Mobius analyzes it. If it's good enough, Mobius sends it to John Carter and John Carter will sit down and he will do the video blow ups and and enhancements and slow it down. And and, and he does a voiceover and he explains to you what you're looking at. And those three have produced this new piece of footage that is kind of getting Jason into trouble All right, let me describe to you, best I can, what this looks like. Um, We have footage from three days. Again, all broad daylight, all taken next to the Space Force headquarters there in Colorado. In the first footage from the first day, Jason films something that I will describe as a silvery... Reflective caterpillar that seems to be vertical and just kind of hanging out and, you know, moving around, but, but sort of hanging out in the sky and slightly shape shifting. And Jason's saying, could these be balloons or could this be some kind of a target, you know, the, uh, be, being used in some experiment? We don't know. But the weirdest thing is, okay, you see this reflective thing kind of shape shifting and moving around, kind of writhing in the sky. And then all of a sudden, boom, an F-16 appears and flies right by this thing. And Jason said that, you know, they don't usually fly F-16s over these residential areas like the one that, that he's in. So that was a shocker. So, you know, somebody might be checking this thing out because you know that that's what they do. That's what they did when the Phoenix lights appeared all those years ago. They scrambled jets. That's what they did in the Nimitz situation. They get a UFO flying around. They said, go see what the hell is out there. They scrambled. So anyway, we don't know what this thing is that's drifting around into the in in the sky until it just sort of kind of finally flies away. Day number two, this object or something like it, it I, don't, well, I don't know if it's the same one or not, it has reappeared. But this time, instead of being vertical, it's horizontal. And it also has less of that shape-shifting uh, sort of appearance. Now, we're talking about the same location. All right so I we can we can assume it's the same object but I don't know but this it's the same location same time this thing appears and it looks it looks almost like a comet like with a tail like it's it's sort of bulbous on one side and then it has this linear section that's horizontal that emanates from that and and so here we're like well this looks it looks different it's probably the same thing but it looks different than it looked the day before on the third day Guess what? The object is back and it's, but this time it, it also looks different than it has the previous two days. This time it looks more like just a big bright ball. And as Jason is videotaping it, it disappears. Okay. It disappears. Now, if, if these were balloons or, uh, some kind of target, you would think, well, they're, they're drifting away and we would maybe, See them sort of just get smaller and diminish, but it just disappears. So if you want to see this, uh, you know where I'm going to send you. Of course, I'm a good businessman. You got to go to joshuapwarren.com and click the link to my curiosity shop and scroll down and you will see all three days of video, uh, cut together and narrated by John Carter. And, look, I don't know what this is, so feel free to send me your thoughts. I guarantee you I will not have time to answer all of your emails, but I will read them all if you send me your opinion of what this is. And uh there's also a link there to the night vision goggles, and Mobius is such uh, a brilliant engineer he also operates the sunshine simple solar generator company so if you know and it's going to be winter soon and power is going to be going out so if you're interested in getting a very affordable solar generator for your home mobius does that too and there's a link to that there as well sunshine simple.com. you'll see the links posted below the video so nice little area for you to visit so here's the thing right Jason goes out, and he starts filming this stuff, and he's on private property in a residential area. And you would think that shouldn't be an issue. But then the men in black type figures show up. Now, I say men in black type because they're not literally dressed as men in black, though. I say it's that these types of authoritarian figures are showing up, and they are in uniforms, And I don't want to give you the details of the uniforms, because if these are if these are people who are posing, I don't want to implicate a a particular, you know, branch or organization of the government, because this these may not actually be government employees. The first time this happened, and this has happened numerous times. Uh, they showed up and they made vague statements, okay? They drove up, they came up to him and they made vague statements about confiscating his night vision because this was at night, I believe, the first time. And they said some threatening, you know, like, trust us, you don't want to be filming this stuff, right? But then it got to the point where on the most recent occasion, I am told, a couple of these guys came and they basically said, if you keep doing this, we're going to beat your, you know, so that I mean, that's that's pretty, pretty hardcore stuff for a guy who's a a, a private citizen. Um, when we come back, I'll tell you what else has been happening to Jason. And then uh, I will also tell you about alien abduction. And it's, not, it's probably not the kind of alien abduction that you think I'm about to talk about. Um, it actually has a, <laughs> an odd pop culture twist. <laughs> oh, what a show. A lot's happening out there. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be back after these important messages. Welcome back to Strange Things On the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network I am your host Joshua P. Warren And this is the show where the unusual becomes usual You know if I get in my car Here in Nevada And drive up to Area 51 And I climb over the fence that says restricted space, a restricted area, no trespassing. And they come and kick my butt. I deserve that. Okay, I deserve that. But if I'm standing on an overlook nearby, a public overlook, or if I am at, oh, let's say the little Ailey Inn, <laughs> the restaurant, and a UFO appears over Area 51 and I film it, well, that's within my right to do so. I'm not trespassing. I'm not where I'm not supposed to be. I'm just able to see something. That's the way it's supposed to work. But Jason Sirachi, investigator Jason Sirachi, who is getting all this stuff flying around the Space Force, says that there are men in uniforms who keep threatening him. And, uh, and I mean, literally, crudely at times. They, For one thing, they know he's there, which I guess they just see what he posts online, and they, they can deduce it from there, whether or not they actually are observing him. Um, but he wrote me this just, oh, the other day. He says, now, every time the clouds break for a clearing, a black SUV parks until the clouds come back over and leaves. This has happened seven times now in two hours. Seven times in two hours. So I don't know who. And again, I'm not trying to implicate the government because I don't know who these people are. But somebody out there does not like the fact that Jason is capturing this stuff. And so if you go to. Again, to see this stuff, if you go to joshuapwarren.com and you click the link to the curiosity shop and you scroll down, you'll find it. But this is a podcast, so you might be listening to this show in the future when that material is gone, when it's been, my website's been updated. So in that case, you can also go to ufosworldwide.com. And that'll give you access to, or just go to, just go to YouTube if you want. If you want to see like a lot of raw footage and stuff, go to YouTube and type in UFOs worldwide. Or also you can type in Jason Sarachi, S-U-R-A-C-I. So you can look at this stuff and just let me know what you think. You know, it's funny. I have done a lot of different stuff in my life. More than you even know about, I promise you. Someday I'll tell you all about it. (laughs) And so when I meet somebody and that person says, uh, Hey, Joshua, I love, I don't know what they're going to say next. I don't know what's going to come out of their mouth. I don't know if they're going to say, I love strange things. And by the way, I want to thank Mobius and Jason Sirachi and John Carter for the wonderful work they're doing. That's what helps. This show, strange things so much. That's why we're so popular all over the world. I don't know if they're going to say strange things or if they're going to say, Oh, I love this book you wrote or this tour or whatever. I don't know. But from time to time, somebody comes to me and says, I loved you in that movie called Alien Abduction. And so I was in you probably don't even know this but I was in this movie in 2014 which was a found footage mockumentary called Alien Abduction and it has gained such a following uh I you know I could say it's a cult classic now for a lot of people but I mean it was produced in part by Lawrence Bender you know who is one of the biggest producers in Hollywood Alien Abduction and, uh, you can get, you can watch it on, on Amazon Prime. But the funny thing is because it's a, uh, a found footage sort of mockumentary, kind of like the Blair Witch project. Uh, they came to me and they interviewed me to be a part of the movie talking seriously about the phenomenon as an expert. You know, the brown mountain lights in North Carolina where all the balls of light appear around the mountain at night nobody can explain what they are. They wanted me to to talk about that as a real expert so they could sort of splice that into the movie and it makes the movie seem more credible. So I figured I'd share something with you because it comes up so much. So many people have seen this that I got contacted the other day by another podcast host. I'd tell you his name, but I hate giving out somebody's name without explicit permission. But he asked me, he said, I'm getting ready to do a segment about that movie alien abduction. It came out in 2014. Would you mind talking about your experience on that movie? And I said, no, I'd be happy to. So I recorded this for him and now I'm going to let you listen to it. Uh This is just in case you're interested. This is my experience or was my experience being a part of the movie alien abduction that came out in 2014. This is Joshua P. Warren. And I think I was first contacted by the director of the movie alien abduction, Maddie Beckerman around 2011. Uh, He told me he was making a mockumentary about people being abducted around Brown mountain. And it was called at that time, Project Blue Book. That was the initial name of, of the movie. And he explained how that he wanted to interview real experts and real witnesses to make the mockumentary feel more genuine. And I thought it was a cool idea. I mean I was impressed that that Lawrence Bender was one of the producers. I mean he's a big one. He produced a lot of Quentin Tarantino stuff. So we made arrangements for his crew to come to my museum in Asheville, North Carolina, which sadly uh, no longer exists because it was flooded. But anyway, he came to the museum uh, to interview me about the real phenomenon. Uh, they actually made a generous donation to the museum and when his crew arrived, everyone was great. It was it was small, it was just a handful of people, but they were sincerely interested. And I talked to them for uh, probably a couple of hours, about the Brown Mountain Lights phenomenon uh, in general. Uh, pretty much the same kind of interview i do for an actual documentary. And then I referred them to some other people. I am probably the one who hooked them up with Angela Moore, a witness in the movie uh, who lives in the area. And she's also uh, a quite well-known psychic Uh, What's kind of weird is that afterward, I never heard another thing about this movie project for a long time. I I think it was years. And I would occasionally remember the project and then think, well, I guess that must have fizzled out. And I really kind of forgot about it. Uh, And then I suppose Maddie probably contacted me to let me know it was finally coming out. But now it was going to be called... Alien abduction. And one thing he told me that amazes me to this day is that when they were shooting, they attached a camera. It might have just been an iPhone or something to a balloon and sent it up into the sky as it was recording video. And that thing crashed back to Earth and and landed somewhere deep in the middle of the wilderness. And his crew found it. And we're able to retrieve that footage. So when you watch the opening of that movie and you see uh, the footage from the alien throwing the camera out of the UFO and it, the view as it's soaring back to earth. That's real. That's real original footage they got. And to this day, as you can tell, I'm extremely impressed by that. Uh, but I thought the way the, the film was put together was brilliant. In fact, to this day, even though it, it clearly seems like a mockumentary to me, uh, I still get contacted by people, including reporters, that think this may be real. And I have to explain that this is a mockumentary for entertainment purposes. And that's why some of the uh, the information in the movie is exaggerated. Uh, so, for example, in, in the opening, when it says that in October of 2011, uh, 27 people went missing after hundreds of witnesses saw the Brown Mountain Lights. Well, that didn't happen. I mean, that would have been big news, of course. Um, but it is true that over the years people have disappeared around the linville gorge but that's pretty common for national parks and even though thousands of people have seen the lights and experienced weird things up there including myself uh, the only real abduction story that comes to mind right now is that of ralph Lale, a guy who owned a tourism shop in the area back in the 1960s And he said that he'd been abducted by aliens many times up there. He even wrote a booklet about it, although you can't really properly call it abduction because he agreed to go (laughs) so uh, in a nutshell. The premise of the movie is rooted in a lot of real stories, and some of those are just exaggerated, of course, to create the fictional experience of the film and and give it a more believable framework, which is what a mockumentary style is all about uh, but Maddie and I are friends to this day. I feel honored to have been part of a movie that so many people have enjoyed, and uh, you know people know me for a lot of things so it's interesting when I meet someone who says, Hey, you're the guy who was in alien abduction. And then, of course, they usually ask, uh, How much of that was real? <laughs> so, so that's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, Maddie achieved his goal. When we come back from this break, what happens? What really happens if you take off your helmet in space? And what happens if you fart? In space? I'm serious. This is a big question that I didn't realize everybody is asking. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and I want to emphasize something. If you're doing paranormal research and somebody is harassing you out there, I'd like to know about it. We have a lot of friends here at the Coast to Coast AM network, and it's not right for civilians to be harassed for doing honest research. I've, gosh, I've worked on so many projects. You know, I had my brush with Captain Kirk himself, William Shatner. I was on a program years ago called Weird or What, hosted by William Shatner, and uh, it was, it, to this day, it's one of my. My greatest moments to uh, to have footage of Captain Kirk, William Shatner, uh, talking about my work on national TV. I recently tweeted a clip of that. Well, William Shatner became the oldest person ever to go to space recently. He was 90 years old and, of course, went up on Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos spacecraft. I won't even get into what it looks like. Uh, We all know and so he got to go up there and spend four minutes floating around and come back down. And it, it's really amazing to watch his reaction because when, when he came off of the craft, you got to realize, you know, this is just, he's just an actor, you know what I'm saying? I'm not to demean acting, but I mean, it's not like he is a, a physicist or an astronaut or, you know, as an actor, he went up there and he experienced this and came down and he said, The most amazing thing is as you're rocketing upward, the blue sky is gone like that. You know, like we we look up every day and it seems like we have this infinite blue canopy above us and we kind of take it for granted. But when you are fired at 2000 miles per hour up into the sky, he said the blue is just suddenly gone. It's like somebody pulls a sheet from over your eyes and now it's just blackness. And he said he said it's it's death. It's it's like ugly death, just cold, black death. And then you get up there and you look back down at the earth and the earth looks so warm and welcoming. You know, Mother Earth. Right. And uh, he said, you know, we, boy, we take it for granted a lot of times that uh, we have this amazing place that facilitates this amazing experience. It's a very fragile thing when you look at it from that point of view. And, and Dr. Edgar Mitchell talked about having a mystical experience similar to that. So, yeah, you should go and watch some of his his words. You know, he was in tears as he was talking about that new perspective. And people wonder when they see stuff like that. Well, what exactly is it like up there once you escape this thin blue layer of atmosphere that we have. How cold do you think it is in outer space? Well, let's put it in perspective. Most refrigerators operate around 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 4 degrees Celsius. In space, the temperature is negative 445 degrees Fahrenheit negative 445 degrees Fahrenheit which is negative 265 Celsius if you went outside of a spaceship like you and you know you're you're doing some maintenance or whatever and you took your helmet off out there what would happen is the vacuum of space would pull the air from your body so the air in your lungs would would rupture and you you would balloon up twice your normal size. You would not explode, but you would balloon up twice your normal size. And I I doubt that feels very good, but it probably happens so suddenly. And it's probably a good way to die. Um, And then I started looking into all these things, like what happens to people in space? And this big question comes up all the time. What happens if you fart in space? Now, I guess if you're outside the spaceship and you... And you're not, you know, you, it would just be, well, your whole body would just sort of be a, like a big fart. But if you're in this spaceship, I was, uh, looking at this article from c.mashable.com and it says, farting in space sounds like a fun idea, but it isn't. Your gas will become a long-term roommate. And, uh, they, the articles written by Daniel Martinez it just came out this year, and it says, passing wind, letting one rip, tooting, farting, something we do more than we care to admit. And when you look at the science of it, it's amazing how many different gases our bodies can produce and emit throughout the day, from carbon dioxide to nitrogen, as well as hydrogen and methane, we've got it all. And on Earth, thankfully, Earth is able to absorb these gases. That's a good thing, considering that the Average adult farts between five and 15 times a day. If you're a decent human being, you'll do it when no one's around. And hopefully the pungent stench will dissipate before someone enters your fart zone. Unfortunately for the people that spend their lives working up in space, farting comes with risks. Astronauts work in small pressurized spaces like the cabin of a space shuttle or space station and if you introduce flammable gases like hydrogen and methane from your farts into the mix well then if something catches fire on board no that's not good but they say surprisingly that's not the biggest problem though you're definitely more likely to worsen a small fire when you fart it won't always injure or kill you the worst part is the lack of airflow. so you let one rip You hope and pray that nobody smells it around you, but it says with very little airflow in a small, compact space like a shuttle cabin, that funky smell lingers like an irritating housemate that doesn't pay rent. Farts can kind of hang out. uh. So, look, basically, you're supposed to go to the lavatory where they have a system designed there if you need to fart, and that's supposed to help you help you out. So there you go. I've answered that question for you. If that's been keeping you up at night. Okay, before the show ends, let's let's go to the emails, shall we? Uh here is a positive email from Valerie. She says, I watched an old Beyond Belief with you as a guest. Of course, that's George Norrie's streaming show on Gaia TV. She said, I downloaded the money sigil from your website, joshuapwarren.com, and I put it on my phone as the lock screen. That was four days ago. Since then, I found $10 in my pocket. My phone bill was $200 less than normal for an unknown reason. Discounts I didn't sign up for or know about were appearing. My car repair ended up being $500 less than expected. I received an email about money in a Venmo account. I assumed it was spam, but I used the app to go directly to my account, which I never used, and there was $525 in it. She said some people that she lived with had put money in there and she didn't even know about it. She said, I'm sure they thought I was an ungrateful person because I never said thank you. She says, but now I've reached out and told, told them how awesome the timing was to find it now. And she says, thanks for sharing it. I'm passing it along. It works so well that I am sure I will not be downloading the ghost one but I will be downloading the psychic one. <laughs> Thank you, Valerie. And if you don't know what she's talking about, if you happen to be new to the show, if you go to my website, joshuapwarren.com, and you scroll down, you'll see a section there about parasimatic sigils. Parasimatics is a field of study that I created where we take vibrations in my laboratory, and we play them in, in water, and we see what kind of pattern emerges on the water. But at the same time, I will then use my voice and insert a message into the water. So when I do that, the, the sort of carrier wave in the water changes, and you actually get a distinct pattern that is created as I am speaking the intention. That pattern is turned into a work of art. It's, it, it's, it's photographed using many different means, infrared, ultraviolet, lasers. It's photographed at different stages in all these different ways. And then that is turned over to my wife, Lauren, who is a fantastic artist. And she turns it into a black and white sigil. Look at that sigil as often as possible throughout your day and also listen to this. Take a deep breath, close your eyes if you can, meditate, and enjoy the Good Fortune Tone.